Well, good Friday morning, everyone. It's the 11th of June, and my title today is, What is it you delight in? Someone once said, show me a person's checkbook, and I'll tell you what they really value. Others say, no, a more accurate record is show me a person's calendar, and I will tell you what they value. I kind of lean more toward the calendar than that of the financial. But anyway, one time when I was in seminary, one of my assignments was to create on a sheet of paper an entire week broken down into 30-minute time slots and then to record how I was spending my time for those seven days. I did that and actually was pretty surprised at how much spare time I had. We all have 168 hours in a week, which equates to 336 half hours. How are you spending your time? I found that there were quite a number of 30-minute time slots in which I was doing nothing of really great value. Look, we all have the exact same number of hours in a week, and I'd be willing to bet that many of us rationalize that we're so busy with work and commuting to work, or, well, when we used to, sleeping and eating, that we barely can squeeze out five hours to spend each day on social media or watching our favorite shows. And if you are asked the question about how much time are you spending with God, we sense a guilt trip is coming on, and maybe we lie just a little bit. Well, no guilt trip here. I just want to encourage you. Have you ever noticed that you do not need any motivation to do the things you love and enjoy? Those of us who have become addicted to porn seem to have all the time we need to get ourselves aroused and have an orgasm. We delight in sex. We like to see sex, watch sex on video, engage in sex in our world, and our world is only too happy to keep this mammoth hometown buffet in front of us, which never ends. But notice what one man says in Psalm 1. There we read, quote, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And, oh, by the way, on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, listen carefully, in all that he does, he prospers. Imagine a friend of yours is malnourished to the point of their health beginning to deteriorate. You notice that when you all go out together, he doesn't eat anything. He seems tired and irritable all the time. He's constantly feeling cold and and maybe depressed. And you've noticed that 
he's not only losing fat, but he's losing muscle mass and body tissue and seems to be getting sick all the time. Now, they might have an eating disorder, but the clear and present answer is they need to eat. Our bodies need good food and nutrition to be working properly. And so does our spiritual life. Even Jesus said to the devil after fasting for 40 days and being tempted to turn the stones into bread, Jesus said, quote, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. End quote. That's in Matthew 4. It is true that we need bread. We all need real food to stay healthy, but we also need to be spiritually nourished. I fear that so many of us who have become addicted to porn uh, have lost our taste for the meat of God's Word. It does not get us to jump out of bed in the morning to spend time with God like the smell of bacon does to feed our face. I fear we have become spiritual anorexics, avoiding the very spiritual food our soul and spirit need. Our flesh has become obese, while our spiritual man is wasting away. Notice what David writes in Psalm 1. Do you want to experience God blessing you? and growing spiritually strong, then evaluate. With whom are you spending your time? Are you walking and listening to the counsel of the wicked? Who are you listening to in your 168 hours of your week? Are they feeding you truth or lies? Who are you listening to with your time? Who are you listening to for information about the news? Are they telling you the truth, or are they spinning the news to influence your thoughts and feelings? Listen, are you standing with sinners? Well, I guess so, because all of us are sinners. But are you with people who are encouraging you to continue in sin? Or perhaps, even more influential are the scoffers you might be listening to on social media. Never before have I heard such lies being told and truth being altered or even just made up. The man who wants to be blessed by God will shut off the spigots of the sewer water from this world that sinners want to pour into our lives and we should have nothing to do with them, especially when we know, we really do know, that there's a better way to live. The person who really wants God's blessing delights in hearing from God. Having communication with God through his word, so much so that he's spending time in the word and with their father both day and night. One time with the Lord in the morning is not enough. Blessed is the man who will begin and end his day with the Lord. So let me ask you a question. 
What do you think a coal miner does when he gets home from work? <laughs> I would imagine he takes a shower to get the black coal dust off of his body and out of his hair and his ears and his eyes. We need to spend time being cleansed with the Lord at the end of our days as well. And what will be the result of one delighting themselves in the Lord morning and evening? What might we receive for investing our time with God instead of Facebook and Twitter? You will be like a tree planted next to the water it needs for life and in everything. Notice that last verse, last part of the verse 3. And in everything he does, he will prosper. Listen, my friends, stick with boot camp and developing this habit of delighting yourself in the Word and in the Lord, both at the beginning of your day and at the end of your day as well. This is John Doyle with Boot Camp Day 7. God bless you, my friends. Have a great day in the Lord. We'll talk again tomorrow. Goodbye.